Heartache for Hawthorne for the second straight week. Another nail-biter culminating in a three-point loss to Adelaide. There's plenty of positives to pluck from the game despite the result, and we're going to get to all of them right here on another jam-packed edition of the Hawk Talk podcast. My name is Nick Mason, and with me as always is my co-host Tiz, a man who's been delighted with the form of a certain Irish enforcer. Let's cut to the chase. It's the return of Connor Corner. Connor Corner, Connor Stadium. <laughs> well, someone was there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. It was a bit pathetic, the crowd. But anyway, Connor Nash turned it on. Oh, didn't he just? 28 touches at 85.7% disposal efficiency, 15 contested, 15 uncontested. But you don't want to talk about any of that. You want to talk about one of two things. We'll cover both. It's the goal and it's the tackle. It's the goal for me, but for most people it's the tackle. Yeah, okay. That tackle was thunderous. Beautiful. Went round the league. Everyone's sharing it. That's what footy used to be like. Making your opponent feel it. I was sat down at the Glenferry Hotel to watch this game with my family and the whole place erupted. <laughs> it's a thing of beauty. Absolutely. It's an art. And he's done that a few times. Big D- tackles like that. I remember his first game, he took out one of the Sydney players. I looked at it early and I messaged you. I said, Connor's on today. Yeah. The, the con is on. Yes. <laughs> No, put it out there. I said MVP today. Yeah. He was close last week. Mm-hmm. Didn't he carry on with it? And then that goal, 45, never in doubt, although you had your doubts, never oh, in gosh. doubt, very high. Oh, just a wonderful goal. Unfortunately, he missed the set shot, which probably would have seen us win. You are all over the shop here. You, you can't maintain any focus. You're just like, and then he did this, and then he did that, and then he's MVP, great. and then he's... It was great. I enjoyed every moment of Connor's game. Store. Yeah, him and Nuke were just doing what they liked in that midfield. Seven tackles, 23 pressure acts in all for Connor as well. Seven inside 50s, five score involvements, including one goal, one for himself. Now, Tears, it's special because we're beginning to witness the start of something. Start of something pretty exciting. It's what wasn't happening in the final years of the Clarko era. They could never really tap into his potential, but we're starting to unlock it now. And uh, what a time to do so with Bontempelli and Nash oh, next on. week. One week at a time, please, Nick. One <laughs> week at a time. Bont's looking at a Brownlow this year. That's his it's, sole aim, I reckon. In fairness to me, I'm going one week at a time. Connor Nash was good last week. He was good this week. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful to see uh, a young man with all that effort and, and being overlooked in round one, of course. He was medical sub. You know, he's just hitting his straps. Day comes out the side. Nash... He's given a roll, and now he's got the confidence to go get the ball, hand the ball off, passes to Ferg, at 15 out from goal. That was magnificent. Mm-hmm. Come on, the weight on that kick. How many players can do that? Anyway, I should... St- no, I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too good. He's finally doing what we thought he could do. This is one of those episodes where I wish we had visual for the <laughs> listeners. You, you, you are... Yeah, this is very entertaining for me. I, I wish I'd been there. You know, he would have heard me. Definitely. <laughs> well, it's because there were so few people there. No, 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 no. <laughs> Had nothing to do with it. I got a megaphone. What are they doing in Launceston? Why did no one rock up? It was a great game. It was, but you know they got the sniff of their own team, so they hang hang on to their cash until that happens. All no, right, that's what it is. Yeah, a bit bitter about everything that happened during the week. Didn't the Greens pull out of that? Oh, I don't know. Haven't haven't caught up with that. All I know is. 
we saw Adelaide the previous week make Carlton look terrible. Oh, yeah. And then we made Adelaide look pretty second rate. Like, we had mm. them on the back foot. Our tackling pressure was amazing. We didn't... We kept giving the ball back in that first half. We yeah. improved that in the second half, and then we went to water again in the last quarter and gave up the result. But it took, you know, a fantastic kick by Fogarty. Yeah. Who doesn't seem to miss. Never seemed to miss the previous week either. Mm-hmm. And then GWS, you know, they had to find mark of the year to beat us. That's right, yeah. It's been a fortnight of just clutch finishes from opposition to put Hawthorne away. And that's, you know, you've got to see that for what it is. Yeah. We've been in winning positions the past fortnight and we haven't been able to get it done. But look what it's taken to put us away. We had a seven-day break. They had a ten-day break. We played, what, um, three games in 14? I thought you were going to say we played a forward line of Scrimshaw and Long. Yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> that there's, hasn't happened there's before. There's that as well. Like, and they weren't getting it out of there easy. There were, we had good pressure in our forward 50, which is something that we've been looking for for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got Fergus Green who kicks three straight. You know, they're doing everything they can and they're not getting the reward on with a W, mm. which, is, which is practically why I wrote to you and said, perfect. <laughs> you did. Explain yourself. final siren. Explain yourself. Perfect. Because they did everything right, but the game went against them. Even the expected score is 86 for Hawthorne and 83 for Adelaide. And, of course, we lost by three points. We lost 76 to 79. But for those of you who are playing for the Harley Reid Cup as supporters out there, (laughs) you cannot deny that this is the the perfect result. But it does not all go well for the future because you're not going to lose to... West Coast and Tassie doing that. And people have, you know, written on Twitter, you know, how on earth mm. are we going to manage the loss to West Coast? <laughs> exactly. With Connor in this form. If we're talking stocks, you... <laughs> I, I heard it. Don't worry. We're going to get back to him because I know it's useless to resist. <laughs> yeah. I might as well just feed just, into it. Yeah. you just got to lean in. But if Hawthorne... Not, not in too hard because it'll hit you. But... <laughs> but... <laughs> If Hawthorne, you know, we're talking about stocks, you would buy Hawthorne at yeah. the moment. You'd buy shares because yeah. I think we're on the upturn rather than down. We're mm-hmm. very close to, to registering four points. Uh, very unfortunate not to have done so in the past fortnight. But uh, all right, back to Connor, mate, because I've got a question from Lana uh, at Hawk Talk Pod over on Twitter. Has Nash prematurely ended Finn McGuinness's career at Hawthorne? Oh, wow. It's a huge call, but I'll continue. Uh, Nash not only is turning into a clearance and contested possession bull, but he can also lock down any player, which was Finn's main strength. I don't think there's room for both of them in the team. So he's the biggest bodied midfielder we had, and he's playing like it. Mm. Okay. And he's leading the boys, and you saw... Newcomb's, I, I want to say adoration, but really was exhilaration <laughs> at that goal that Nash kicked. Oh, it was the tackle. Was it the tackle? Yeah. I thought it was the goal where he... Oh, maybe off screen. But, <laughs> but geez, you know, he's bringing boys with him now. He's bringing the, the team with him now. And that's that's what you need because you got Sicily well at the back mm. and he'll only ever be observing when we score. Yeah. Right? He won't... He'll be involved in the lead-up play. But for the immediate surroundings, you know, you got to have leadership up the field. And oh, it's just it's just this energy about it, isn't it? Nuke and Nash were excellent. Yes. Dynamic duo. Love to see it. The point of difference with Nash compared to Finn is that attacking flair. And that impact, the, the impact that Nash has offensively, it, it just overshadows what Finn can do right now. 
Yeah, so Finn, you know, I mean, he went down to the VFL. He had a lot of possessions on the outside, 20, 26, something yeah, like that. Yeah, 26, yeah. And, uh, you know, he, that's that's good for his game. I'm not sure that giving him such strict roles in the AFL was, was great for his development, um, but he does have trouble uh, getting his own ball, and that was, you know, that hasn't changed mm-hmm. with one week in the VFL. So he'll be down there for a little while. Yeah. Um, he's very good at, at linking, but getting his own ball is something that he didn't really have to do in his junior days mm. because he had some very, very elite players on the inside. And so he's got to develop that himself. So it could be a little while, but he's got the body for it. He's got the mind for it. He's got the determination. I wouldn't write off Finn at all. No, certainly not. I think Nash is the one keeping him out at the moment. But uh, no, it's it's not a foregone conclusion at all. Uh, we, we spoke of John Newcomb. Uh, listeners were wondering if maybe he'd taken a backward step but he's since rocketed back to his best. 26 touches at 80.8% disposal efficiency, eight marks, which is second only to James Sicily. He led the way with 10 tackles and a team-high 28 pressure acts uh, with seven score involvements as well. So we had 88 tackles for the game, and we had 17 of those out of Nash and Newcomb. Mm. And Carl Amon had five. Now, when we got Carl Amon, people were like, oh, you'll just see him running around the outside, a bit of a seagull. That's not how he's playing. Mm. He's he's locked into this team. This is round six, going into round seven, and he is right on with how this team wants to play, and he's doing laser-like passes, mm-hmm. and he's putting his body on the line, and I'm very, very in favour of Amon, who's had a fantastic trajectory considering a couple of those preseason outings we've watched. <laughs> that's right. But that's how long it'll take for guys. Um to fit into a lineup, and he's got experience, so you can imagine people talking about DGB and how mm. he only got three touches. He's got to have some consistent form in the AFL in that side, so that yeah. he starts to gel. No one will talk about it because we're we're bottom of the ladder, the Hawks. But Carl Amon is one of the best recruits I can think of. Just an outstanding acquisition by the Hawks. A huge tick. He's been plugged into this lineup, producing exactly what we'd hoped for. He is that weapon on the wing. He's hitting the scoreboard. 19 pressure acts here, which I love. One goal and two assists to his name. Uh, how is he not fulfilling exactly what we needed? Uh, that's my question, because I think he's doing brilliantly. Impy as well, the other Port oh, Adelaide yes. guy. He's been terrific. Ball movement, the way that he controls the game when he gets the ball. And the other bloke I, I think we should mention is uh, Chad Wingard, who had one of his best games for a while mm-hmm. after that disgusting injury. Yeah, well, I certainly didn't expect him to play the following week. Well, we were told he would not. Yeah, the, the tongue apparently is, heals incredibly quickly, is what I'm told, but certainly I didn't think he was going to be playing. Well, eight contested possessions and nine on the outside. It's, it's a very good return for him. So the Port Adelaide boys are uh, coming up trumps. <laughs> well, it's Jarman Impey, who you mentioned before, who I felt absolutely lifted when the game was really very much on the line. Takes the right risks too. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I hope CJ's watching. Yes, that's true, yeah. Because CJ used to be like that, but he's sort of fallen back on... Well, I hate to of... say it, but CJ has got a little bit of the frost ball about him, doesn't he? Yeah, well, I mean, there's more there's more effort going into him um, from the opposition, but he's not breaking the lines. He's, you know, mm-hmm. I think Bramble would be rubbing his hands for his spot. You want to mention Frost, don't you? Because I nearly had to revoke your Twitter rights. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it was. I was getting carried away. It's only that uh, the tragedy is, mate, that once again, it's these mistakes 
that overshadow an otherwise solid game in the end. Yeah, he needs to get them out of his system early. Which he does, but then that kind of permeates the your outlook for the rest of the game. Yeah. Whenever it gets to Frost, you're like, oh, God, yeah. here we go. But then he actually does perform. So, look, all in all... A lot I of thought- people adjust their hair when Frost gets the ball, I've noticed. Just sort of <laughs> <laughs> hands go up into their hair and, they, and then they come back down again. They sort of... They also uh, remove their glasses and start <laughs> rubbing their eyes. Oh dear! But he oh dear. did have—he had a good game. He had some very good um, intercept marks as well. Um, there were a couple of times where the pack fell away, and there mm-hmm. was Frosty with the ball, and you yep. thought, "How on earth did that happen?" And there must have been some stages where you know Mitchell was Sammy Mitchell was thinking about putting him forward again down in Tassie. <laughs> I mean, what do we do? Can we just maybe do some match sim in training? Just to get all those mistakes out of the way. <laughs> How do we mitigate? How do we offset all this? Yeah. If that's what it takes, I'd be willing to entertain it. On the other, on the flip side of that, Seamus Mitchell. Yeah. How good? Seamless. Seamless. S-E-A-M-U-S-L-Y. <laughs> <laughs> Seamlessly fit yeah. into the lineup. Very good. Thank Very you. good. There was a moment last quarter where he did look inside. We were still up at this stage where he looked inside for the pass and I thought, oh, no, no, no. Just kick it long, thanks. And he did. Most gratifying. <laughs> Most gratifying. Him and James Sisley were, were very good in defence. James had that moment with Fogg. Yeah. Where he pushed him and tripped him at the same time and Look, that's not worth a goal. No, nah, it's pretty piss weak from all involved, really. <laughs> Just... Like, Sicily probably shouldn't have done it. Fogarty shouldn't have fallen over like a sack of potatoes. The and the umpire had, shouldn't have called The it. only reason he gets paid is because the fourth umpire wants to do something. <laughs> anyway, very good from him. I mean, our top disposal getters were all top of the disposal efficiency. You're looking at, you know, high 70s to mid 80s for Nash, Newcomb, Amon, Sicily, Hardwick. Even even Warple's sitting at 71, you know. So that, that's excellent. 27 touches for Sicily in the end at 77.8%. Disposal efficiency, team high 11 marks, 661 metres gained. I just think it's games like this where you're crying out for a key position defender to support. Because, I mean, Walker and Fogarty kicking four goals and three goals respectively. We were there, mate, the week before against the Blues. Adelaide versus Carlton and... We're better than the Blues. Yeah, well, it certainly certainly seems that way, yeah. But, you know, Carlton were torn to shreds by Walker. And I did think in the week leading up, is this the time to bring back blank? You know, we need someone else here. They didn't. And look, we almost won. It's fine. But I just, yeah, maybe that would have contained It's fine, is it? You're still irritated. Uh, Close losses are hard to take. So Mitch Lewis is in the frame to come back next week Mm -hmm. to accompany uh, our best forward... Fergus Green. Who's just been unbelievable taking on that massive responsibility. He's like, our best forward, right? Well, he is. He's unquestionably. He's gone past Mitch. Not taking the bait. <laughs> no, I, the, the thing is, I'm a massive Mitch Lewis fan, as we know, a noted Mitch Lewis fan, but Ferg's one of my favourites. They're going to be fantastic together. Yeah, they are. I'm so looking forward to that. Ferg continues to step up. We can't overstate how impressive he's been. Three straight goals and an assist. Who doesn't love him? His finishing uh, one round was a little awry. Yeah, that was against uh, Sydney, I think. He has corrected that so well. Mm-hmm. Just stared it down, puts it straight through. Um, 
that pass he got from Connor Nash. Of course. Oh, jeez. Very, very good highlight. Can't help yourself. It was pitch perfect. We'll move on from one Connor to Just another. Just flighted perfectly. Connor McDonald. At times, I felt he was uh, very much set for a stint at Box Hill. Oh, this is your hit list. No, well, actually, by the end of the game, he, he did have some good influence. And 15 touches, kicked one goal one. I love that he posted 26 pressure acts. Yeah, you don't really notice that, do you? Yeah. But so, he is up in that... Our forward line pressure was good this week. Yeah. Well, that was second only to Newcomb. But in terms of forward line pressure, I think it was 16 tackles inside 50 to Adelaide's eight. Yeah. How many did we get paid as holding the ball? <laughs> yeah. I think Sam Mitchell might have been a bit miffed at that in the press conference. It's all to the good of that Isaac Smith argument that, you know, what's the odds of me actually getting holding the ball paid? Yeah. I'm not going to bother tackling because I might injure my delicate frame. <laughs> Please don't ever let us play like that. <laughs> anyway. That, uh, that's probably my, my one gripe from yesterday is that when we guard space, I don't think we're terribly good at it. No one is. Because... Oh, that was pretty pretty terrible at times yesterday. You know, four uncontested marks to Adelaide, they have a shot on goal. That's That can't happen. Oh, that, yeah. No, but they... They, that's their game. They're very good at it. They've got some very, very talented players. And we basically had the pressure up so high that they couldn't get their game going the whole day. Mm-hmm. Well, the one thing that Mitchell pointed out that he was very impressed with is the fact that we didn't concede more than two goals. Big tick. Big tick. And something that we have to watch this week against the Dogs because they're more than capable of stringing goals goals. And even more goals. Now, uh, you've got Luke Brewster in the hit list here. It's not a hit list. I mean, he had a very quiet day, didn't he? That can't be disputed. No, I, I thought he got injured early and was hobbling a bit. You might have been right. So he looks sore. Um, but you have to be mindful of this stuff. That Stars in the twilight of their career, they're, they're, the gap between their best and worst widens considerably. And their, their potential to recover between games yeah. is less too. So people are asking, especially Bruno here, Where's Butler? Why isn't he in the side? He kicked another three on the weekend. You know, you watch the game, Nick. Why Why doesn't Butler just prize Bruce out of the lineup? Can you give us 500 reasons? <laughs> Very good. You're itching to see that 500th goal. It's coming. You'll get it this year. But why not Butler for Bruce? Well, I'm finding it hard to see when it comes to Butler how he gets his goals. And if they're on a great dazzling exhibition of talent and he earns them and they're really great or is he just the beneficiary of really hard work from literally everyone else is he just the finisher yeah he's a, he's an opportunist he's a goal sneak but i'm yet to determine is he going to be able to work and work really hard in the seniors to get his goals well we know that his MO for that side is pressure acts in the forward 50. Mm-hmm. That's how he needs to get his goals. That's where, that's what they're looking for in the AFL. Yeah, that's right. That isn't part of Bruce's play, mm-hmm. especially at his age. He's looking to create space and actually get the forward line functioning around him. Yeah. So, you know, it'll come for Butler. The time will come for Butler. But he's very good. He is, Having yeah. said that, O'Sullivan... Working up and down the ground, he's looking fantastic. We'll definitely make mention of him a little later in the show. Uh, what about Max Lynch, who probably more than the loss was probably the sad story of the day for me. Definitely. No, it's getting concerning now. He's very unlucky. I've, I haven't seen the incident. I don't think they found it on the footage to show us what happened. But uh, no. I, but you, you know, just knew when the graphic came up. It's like, oh, that's a concussion. 
yes, most likely. he got assessed and, and then he wasn't allowed back. Goodness, I just hope he, he earned that spot. He did. You know, he put in a lot of effort to get that back because we've brought Meek in, moved heaven and earth to get into the club, and then he's managed to get him out of the lineup and play, and he only lasts till half time. It's 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 quite sad. And then you got to feel for the bloke as well as be concerned about you know can he come back. This one from Luca. After poor old Lynch left the ground yesterday, which was shattering to see, Long took up duty as a second ruck and did very well in a pinch. Reeves has also looked less potent when playing alongside Meek. Uh, could our future best 22 include Long as a Sean Grigg chop-out ruck? Plays tall as Long. Mm. And uh, he seems to be able to do anything that Sammy asks of him. Mm-hmm. He's very much a soldier. Uh, he'll take to any task. So he's just been thrown everywhere. Like <laughs> He has. He's still under 10 games. Can you play ruck? Yeah. Can you play uh, halfback? Yeah. yeah. Can you play wing? <laughs> yeah, no worries. Can you uh, full forward? Is that all right? Yeah, no worries. <laughs> Just true. everywhere, he, and, and, he, and he's finding his feet in well, all positions. Well, that's right. I want to see more. <laughs> <laughs> this one from Stewie Bro. What was the hitouts to advantage of Noodles? Forty-two hitouts. Only the four disposals and one mark doesn't really cut it for me. Just wish he would use his tallest ever Hawthorne player status to dominate. Have him run with English next week or game so he at least gets to where the ball is now. Reeves ended up having 12 hitouts to advantage, for the record, and yeah. O'Brien for Adelaide had 13. Yeah, and 42 and 41, respectively, for hitouts. And uh, the ruck continues to be irrelevant. That's what I was going to say. I, I don't feel like the ruck had a massive bearing on this contest. I'm not, not sure. No, the that's... idea is that Sammy will make the ruck relevant at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it, it hasn't been relevant for a long time. Having said that, Reeves with that goal... Yeah, pretty clever. I mean, Quick thinking show me another man. ruckman that d- does that. That's at the time. 211 centimetre ruckman. Those signals take a while to get up to the brain. <laughs> so he was already signalling to swing his leg when he tapped it down. <laughs> That's right. You, maybe it was a bit of if you blokes can't do it, I'll just have to do it myself, which That's I right. don't mind in a ruckman. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, some random notes from the game. I-, I thought our tackling pressure was immense. Numbers through the roof, 88 in all. Tackles inside 50, 16 to 8 our way. Uh, Sam said efficiency dropped off to around 30% in the last quarter, which is, you know, not going to help, obviously. Uh, this That's question, fatigue. Yeah, for sure. Joe asks here at Hawk Talk Pod, thoughts on the leadership and coaching in the last five minutes, the last fortnight, the combination of needlessly playing quickly and having such open opposition forward line has cost us dearly. And Sisley was on the bench in the last couple of minutes too. And he was thrown forward in the last minute or so. Yeah. When you've got a chance to win it, okay, I get it. But uh, look, this is a, it's a young side and this will be eradicated in time. This will be improved upon in time is the hope. I was less bothered in the hour after the game than I am now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, gosh, we played well. I'm a big believer in us at the moment. I'm feeling pretty good. So this was a team effort. You look at the you look at the side here, no one really was particularly bad on the day. Yes, Bruce was down. We lost Max Lynch early. Mackenzie, I thought he was good. Mm. Apart from the last quarter where he couldn't get a touch and it was a little bit too hot for him. Reeves, similarly, didn't get a touch in the last quarter. That's a question mark. Denver Granger Barras kept coming off his own man to try and impact the contest Mm -hmm. and is still learning when that's appropriate and when that isn't. (laughs) Yes. 
but uh, only three touches for the game, so they're just going to persist with him, right? They're going to give him a block. Well, I think they need block to. of games, yeah. yeah. And uh, and then Blank will come in if he's not up to scratch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you look at next week, off of all these things, and you look at the dogs, and you think, you know, they're pretty good, right? I don't know. I actually think they're quite gettable. The do dogs, you? I do. I have a funny feeling about this week. Well, I did ask the footy gods if I could see Max Ramsden against Timmy O'Brien. <laughs> he did, yeah. Fantastic proposition. That would be delicious to me. Because Max seems to like he's a highly, highly skilled young ruck slash forward. And I'm very excited. Before we get to Box Hill, because I know you're itching to talk about them, let's go rapid fire through these last few questions here. This one from Bryce. Uh, discussing the masterstroke of keeping Seamus Mitchell on the list. Drafted at pick 29, took another step forward on the weekend. Quick and a very good ball user, might be a high-quality find. No, he certainly seems to be top-end talent. So whether that's where he finishes Mm. his career, because he came to us as a small forward, and if he finds his feet in the back line, maybe he'll shift forward as well. Oh, it's itching for him to have that goal. Yeah. Oh, that would have been nice. That was a shame. Uh, this one from Dino. Happy with how the boys are competing. Hoping we get to see Nash, Jai and Daisy in the middle with Ward and Frenchie rotating in. When the game is there to be won, I'm looking to see which leaders step up. Did Warpedo play in the second half yesterday or am I being harsh? Well, let's look at the numbers. In the first term, eight touches. Second, six. In the third, he had just the two. In the fourth, he had five. So 14 in the first half, seven in the second half. That's a real tail away. Mm-hmm. Um, but he gained, you know... 420 metres. Yeah. So he had he had an impact on the game, but Wolves can, can definitely feel the pressure at the moment, mm-hmm. I think. He's still doing those no-look kicks that I don't really love. Well, nobody loves them when you haven't got a key forward. Well, that's true, but he does it even under no pressure, which is... Perceived pressure. Yeah, yeah. there's the perceived pressure there, but... This last question from Sky. Are you guys happy with what you're seeing at this stage of the season? And what things would you like to see implemented from here on for the next couple of games? Well, I want to see Max Ramsden. Mm-hmm. I think we we need to bring in another ruck next week. You've got Tim English. You'll probably just set Reeves the task of roving around with English all day, who's very, yep. very mobile ruck. Mm-hmm. So Meek, did he do enough to come in the VFL? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Probably come straight back in. I reckon they will. They will pull that trigger. But, um, uh, how confident are you on Mitch Lewis? Well, we're just kind of hanging out for the injury report from the club at this point. They've, right. They said last week yeah. that he's very much set for the Bulldogs game. Mm-hmm. So until I hear differently, I do expect him to be an inclusion. I don't think they bring him back via the VFL. No? no. Well, no, no. We just we need a target. We need one urgently. Ramston, do you bring Ramston? I, I still don't think Ramston's going to debut before the bye. No, I don't think so either, but I'd love to see it. Yeah, same. Am I happy with what we're seeing at this stage of the season? Um, uh, close you... losses, like we said. Perfect. <laughs> I am. I, I mean, I'd, I'd rather wins. I hate the heartache of, of a close loss, but uh, it's a far cry from being belted by Sydney when we were non-competitive most of the day and then Geelong in the second half. We're not seeing a different opposition, granted, the last couple of weeks, but uh, I'm very pleased with that effort. So that's that's it for me. I think I said at the start of the year that this rebuild with Sammy is not always outcome-focused. It's not going to be wins and losses. So am I seeing progress? Yes. And I, I'm pretty sure that would be most Hawthorne fans. Box Hill, 
Magnificent win. They broke Coburg in the end to post a huge win. Uh, Coburg were plucky and played a brand of footy that I felt very closely resembled Box Hill's MO. So that was interesting to see, the two going head-to-head on that game plan. But we were still in control for most of the day and then just buried them in the final term with about five goals in ten minutes, which was good fun. (laughs) Did you watch this game? I did. Weddle, tell me about him. Everything that you read about him is coming to pass. Good hair? (laughs) I mean, the showcase is there. It's the dash off halfback. It's the sublime ball use. How high does the ball go when he passes? Not too high. I think he's a good deliverer. Ever noticed that about him? The really good guys? I guess that's true. Come to think of it, yeah, he might be onto something there. But it was the triple threat of Weddle, Bramble and Callum Brown. What the hell's Bramble on? It's ridiculous. He doesn't want to be playing in the VFL too long. 37 touches. Not bad. But the the weapons off halfback. Those three Clearly too good for VFL, Bramble. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, he's proven that now. I was unsure for a little while, but I think the past fortnight has been extremely strong from him. Uh, Brown had 33. This next one, O'Sullivan, Mm. with 27. Yeah. He going past Butler? Because he's quick as well. He's very quick. Yep, he can accumulate the footy way more, way better than Butler does. Yeah. McGuinness, 26. Weddle with the 25. And Mercedes with the 23. Um, McGuinness, 26. That's very encouraging. Yeah, yeah. He he, uh, he really dug in. Uh, I, I was very pleased with this Box Hill win. I did think at some point, like, come on, guys. Are we, we're playing the bottom of the ladder team here. Are we going to break them eventually? And, and we did. And it was sensational. Just, it was brutal in that final term. And uh, Thorpe with four goals, Kaczynski with three, who I thought put in a pretty good showing. This is the first time in a long time where I felt he played with some confidence. He had some really good touches around the ground. Too. He had about 14 touches, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, which is good. That's good involvement. Yeah, no, he was definitely influential and, and he got his own personal reward on the scoreboard for it as well. Yeah. Good strong marks too. Ramsden, did he stand out at all? Or? Well, Ramsden kicked two goals too, I think, in the end. And he just keeps on impressing. Mm. I still don't think they'll bring him in before the bye, but he's getting there. I, th- I really do. I'm, I'm a big believer in that we have good talent in Max Ramsden. One of the people everyone's asking about is Stevens. We're now going into round seven. Stevens has been in the VFL the whole time. Are we going to see him elevated to the lineup after, you know, basically we got rid of Tom Mitchell for Stevens? Yeah, that's certainly a way of looking at it. This question from Hyde uh, asking if Mackenzie might be due, due for a run in the twos to get Stevens a run. Well, Stevens ended up with 24 touches and seven clearances for Box Hill. I did not think too much of his game mm. early on, mm. but he worked his way into it. Right. It was really good. He kept plugging away. It was a, a tale of you know persistence paying off for him. I thought he was good by the end. But it worries me that he's clearly not above the level. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not bringing him in. Right. Um, I mean, certainly you look at the talent that accumulated a little bit more than him. Uh, mm. Bramble probably gets a shot before him. McGuinness probably would get a shot before Stevens. But they were all playing outside, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose so. But, you know, long is sitting in the seniors. I'm not bringing him out. No. I think... I, I'm going to say that when Stevens gets a shot, it probably mo- it probably will be at Long's expense. I imagine they just do the switch there. Yeah, I, I think you'll see Weddle before Ramsden into the senior yeah. lineup. Yep. yep. They- Weddle before the bye at this rate. Yeah, okay. 
Maybe even uh, West Coast and Tassie. Oh. <laughs> you think about flying down. <laughs> <laughs> Our next game for Box Hill in Gippsland next week to host the reigning premiers. Gippsland Casey. is a very big place. Is there any specific joint in Gippsland where getting, we are? I'm get, hang on. <laughs> I'm getting to it. To host the reigning premiers, Casey Demons, in a doubleheader at the One Thaggy Recreation Reserve. Okay. Is that specific enough for you? Yeah, off to Wani. Yeah. The VFLW contest uh, is going to get things underway at 11.30 and then the VFL following at 2.05pm. So why One Thaggy? There's some sort of partnership here. People have asked me. I've sent them a link and here, read this. I don't know why it's happening, but it is. Right. Yeah, some sort of partnership going on. So we've done that. That's what's happening. So that's Casey? That's Casey, yeah. We're playing Casey who uh, suffered a loss. Which day is that? Oh, yeah, the day would be handy too, hey. That's on Sunday, April 30. Well, there we go. Everybody get along to that. That's uh, that's nice and convenient. It's a shame because... You Not know, that Casey's all that convenient anyway. Well, that's true. But this is Box Hill's first massive test. And, and Casey did lose against Richmond. That was a surprise loss. And uh, I think this could be an absolute cracker. God, I haven't caught up with that. They lost to Richmond. They lost to Richmond. Who were poor in the AFL. Yeah, that's right. They're only one goal and a... No, one goal. One win and a draw. <laughs> yeah, see, that's a team that should be getting more scrutiny than us as well. Oh, give Sydney a free pass. Three points yep. after half time. Three anyway, points. We've got Western Bulldogs at Marvel Stadium this week at the uh, excellent and convenient time of Saturday, 4.35pm. With Day and Lewis coming back into the lineup. Yep. Do we have a Daniel? We can have Daniel Day Lewis oh, join the lineup. No, <laughs> it's times like this. So I wish we had a held on to Howe. <laughs> <laughs> and Max Lynch coming out, unfortunately. But uh, Patrick wants to know: Are we seeing any more debutants? You're saying Weddle will be the next one we see? Yeah, not this week, but it probably will happen before the bye. Uh, well, Patrick, Patrick asks if we're are we holding second off. guessing ourselves? You know, yeah. Well, we just the accusations of tanking. Yeah, we want to control the narrative. No. Nah. Uh, yeah, I, that's I all outside noise, and exactly. I think, I think uh, Sammy's very clear on that. Yeah, I think the club would say that. Uh, yeah, we don't listen to that stuff, and I would believe them. I don't think they care about that. They'll just go about what they want to do and not worry about what's said about them. Text from Tazzy, I think, isn't he? Is he? Do you think that Ransden is ready to make his debut now? Not necessarily as a ruck, but as a forward that could pinch hit in the ruck. That's exactly what I want to see. That's exactly. Yeah. How I see him. Yeah, I think he's nearing being ready, certainly. And I would play him as a forward. And I think he would actually excel as a forward in our senior lineup. But uh, whether we see it this week, I don't think so. Pete is looking ahead to the mid-season draft, which is, uh, what, the fourth week of May? Yes, yeah, it's coming up. Uh, what are we getting? And potentially, who? He wants <laughs> the names. Yeah, well, we'll look at this a bit closer to the actual draft itself and pick out our favourites, as we normally do with the, with the main the draft. whispers, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm still thinking key position forward. Yeah. But then key position backman is also a bit tempting. Yeah, I don't know. BTA? Best talent available. <laughs> that seems to always be the case, doesn't it? <laughs> I think we're good for mids, let me say that. You have omitted, as, as Box Hill have done, mm. um, you know, apparently there's a rule... What's going on with Jed Rule? Well, there must be a rule. We're not allowed to talk about <laughs> Jed Rule. What is this, Fight Club? What's going on? Yeah, I 
I need to look into this because uh, you know kicks four goals in round one. We don't hear from him again. I need him. Oh, <laughs> actually, that's full credit to Box Hill because they're doing magnificent things without Fergus Green or yeah. Ben Kavara. Yeah. Now they're two extremely prolific goal kickers, and Box Hill have not been phased in the least by that. Yeah. So it's pretty good. Uh, credit to them. Uh, why no Jed Rule? Are they just keeping him on the down low so no one sees? A hint of him. Can't think of any other reason. Can you? Well. I mean, we bought in Whack this week. Whack. And didn't he? <laughs> He's good. Yeah. But, I liked him. you know, interesting debut. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to research what, what has happened to Rule and just what he's doing and where where he's getting around these days because it should be in Box Hill. He, he earned it. But, you know. Are we about to get a cease and desist from the club? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not trying that hard, mate. I've got other stuff on. <laughs> and besides, you've got Thorpe kicking four. I'm pretty, pretty relaxed with what's happening in the forward line at Box Hill. Now, Richard has lined up a great hip and shoulder to all those out there waiting for Harley Reid to arrive at Hawthorne. Yeah, I knew this would be controversial. Do we need Harley Reid? <laughs> Thank you, Richard. Um, we'll come back to you on that. No, we've got, what did he say? Newcomb, Nash, Warple, McDonald, Long with... With Day and Ward to come back in, and Stevens and McGuinness in the twos, our depth seems really good. Well, I think the point is Harley Reid looks like a once in a generation midfielder. Yes. So it would be posited that Reid instantly eclipses a few of those names. Yeah, like we've seen with Sheasel. Yeah. And then we compare it to the other guys that went early in the mm-hmm. draft, and Sheasel is obviously good to go. Mm-hmm. Plug and play. Yep, he's proved that. And uh, although the team is now on the wane, he's still performing. Mm-hmm. That's why people are accusing us of tanking, because he does look that good. Yeah. He looks worth tanking for. Mm-hmm. It's not like Melbourne, who were just trying to acquire <laughs> as much pick ones as they could. Uh, and then if you're coaching, you'd hold out until they started actually winning. But in this case... Yeah, no, Harley Reid. The hype is just so huge for this kid, Harley Reid, that we're getting to a stage that whoever gets the number one pick, if they don't use it on Reid... Oh, no, no. Well, exactly. It would be crazy. That's what's happening right here at the moment. That would end a recruiting career. Yeah, basically. Because the risk-reward is unfathomable. Yeah, yeah. You pick a different guy, and they're like, "Well, you should have picked Harley Reid." It's pretty obvious. The whole industry you would pick Harley Reid. You pick Harley Reid, and he doesn't work out, and you're like, "Well, anyone else would have picked him." Exactly. So the risk is, yeah. No, this goes pick one. So oh. that's what's on the line. Uh, but you know, Richard mentions here uh, a guy that we haven't talked about at all, especially with the uh, inclusions this week potentially, uh, Josh Ward. Yeah, managed this week against Adelaide, and uh, I mean, he is he. Good to come back in. Yeah. No. Uh, They've got to he... make room for Wardy, don't they? Well, it just it just makes the midfield merry-go-round interesting, doesn't it? Because you've got Day and Ward coming back into the side. Yeah. And then... Well, you know, CJ, me... take CJ out. Ooh. Put Day on the halfback flank. Yeah. Let him rotate through the midfield. You've got Scrimshaw there already. Not bad. Yeah. Don't mind it. But how are we feeling about this week? Western Bulldogs versus Hawthorne, Marvel Stadium. Well, you seem to think the dogs are cherry ripe, but I picked the dogs to absolutely cane Frio, and I was correct. Yeah, okay. And I don't see any reason why it would be easier this week. But I I would have picked that too, because I think Frio are mediocre. 
So, you know, Freer are all out of sorts this season, and I think a lot of clubs could take them to task the way they're going about it. Uh, I don't think the dogs are cherry ripe. I wouldn't go that far, but just I've seen them enough this season to just think, yeah, they're, they're not anything special. What are they sitting? 3-3? Three, three? You know, Nash. can we keep that going? Nash. Nash? We hadn't mentioned him for a while. <laughs> all right. We've come full circle because we're about to wrap up. What do you want to say about Connor Nash? I want to say that to all those people out there who finally are embarking on the Connor Nash train, what do I want to say, Nick? I don't know, but it's smart. Welcome. Yeah, Welcome. I, I, there it is. Welcome. There it is. So smart. I remember. No, come on. There were a lot of people that had him in the gun. That he's never going to make it. Wasn't good enough. Yeah. Put it out there on social media, no mm-hmm. less. Mm-hmm. And, and now I hope they're applauding him. I really do because it's it's not it's not uh, about them, you know, saving face or anything. This is a goat who's been so determined to actually make something of his career. Now I'm not going to edit that, that he out. Has, that, I... that he has acted. What? What did I do? <laughs> you said you went to say this is a guy, and I'm fairly sure if I listened back, you said this is a goat, greatest, <laughs> greatest of all time. No, he's look. It's it's still tempered with. You know, this is tempered with maybe I'm getting ahead of myself and, you know, kind of put in a couple of good games. But this guy looks like he is going to be of great impact for this young group. Yeah. I see it as we're at the beginning of something pretty good. It's going to be pretty enjoyable to watch. It took us a while to get there, but it feels like we're here now and it's uh, it's great to see. And how do you like the fact that, you know, your boy Connor Nash is firing. He's flying at the moment. And we could have my boy Mitch... Back in the side. Yeah, let's see if he uh, let's see if he hits his straps. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we need to wrap up. Uh, of course, one of the best ways to spread the word about our show is to take a moment to leave us a rating. You're right, Chuckles. What's going on? Or review wherever you're listening to this, whether it's Apple or Spotify, for instance. Uh, if you like what we do, we'd really appreciate it if you could tell the world. It really helps us out. Uh, and we've also built a massive community of diehard Hawks fans around the show. You can find us online at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And as always, we'd like to extend a massive thank you to our many proud, passionate, and paid-up Patreon subscribers who help make the Hawk Talk podcast possible. We cannot emphasize enough that you play a big role in making this show everything that it is. You help us put time into this show each and every week, and we're delighted to provide you a bit of bonus content in return when you sign up. So for any of our listeners who haven't subscribed and are keen to get on board, do head to patreon.com slash hawktalkpod for all the details. Yeah. I was just thinking, it's not often you see... The scape edited out of scapegoat. There you go. <laughs> That's how it is going forward, huh? That's how it is. Yep. No longer a scapegoat, just the goat. Yeah. There I can't go. think of a better ending for this podcast. It's nice, isn't it? I just think we wrap it up there. Yeah. Uh, look, it was a heartbreaking loss, two in a row, but I'm feeling a bit bullish about getting the win over the bullies. Okay. Good. <laughs> or- versus Nash, is it, Nick? Yeah, yeah. The marquee matchup of the weekend. Yeah, mark my words. This has been another edition of the Hawk Talk Podcast. We'll catch you next week. We are a happy team at Hawthorne.